I'm David Wishill, Director of Marketing and Communications at Amber and BGA, and you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. Back in February at the Amber and BGA Excellence Awards, 16 MBA graduates from Mannheim Business School scooped the coveted award for Business School Impact and Community and Society. The team's project objective had been to create, publish, and promote a children's book focused on creating an awareness of unity, diversity, and integrity in young children as they are still innocent and not influenced by thoughts such as racism. Its secondary objective was to encourage children to read more books. The book that they launched, entitled Voist Amir, is aimed at children aged four to eight in kindergarten and in the first year of primary school. Since graduating, the team have dispersed, but I was able to catch three of them in Germany and Hong Kong, and I'm now going to speak to Sahil Kamani, Lillian Piku, and Shrishti Gupta to find out more about how they came up with the idea for the book. I'm also fascinated to hear about the group's challenges and greatest achievements in creating the book, as well as the role of Mannheim Business School and their MBA program in helping them launch the project and now build an international movement of inclusivity. Okay, so if we come to you first, Ahil, um, it would be great if you could just introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your career to date. Thank you, David. So, um, my name is Sahil Kahani. I'm from Malaysia, but I, was, I, I currently live in Berlin. I, I have a background in finance, uh, and I moved to Germany to pursue the MBA at my business school. Uh, it was a fantastic year, and this is where my group and I uh, came together uh, to form this idea of. Uh, Okay, and on that note, I mean, Whereas Amir is obviously an incredibly interesting project, you won an Amber Excellence Award for it, so it would be fascinating if you could perhaps share a little bit more information about what it is, just so as our readers have a a little bit more background. Sure. Um, So, Whereas Amber is essentially a children's storybook uh, between the ages of four and six, uh, written in German. So this was actually part of our, our social sustainability project at the Mannheim Business School, where the school encouraged us to pick a, a social cause and uh, think of a long-term plan with it. So we decided to go with writing a children's storybook. Uh, just to give your listeners a bit of visualization, it's about 60 pages long. It has really fun visuals. It even has an interactive pull-up map at the end. Uh, the book is um, a story based in the city that we lived in for a year, uh, Anheim, which is in southwest Germany. And it basically, in a nutshell, the story is about a boy who has lost strength in the city of Mannheim. He starts searching for him. He makes new friends along the way, who are also from very diverse backgrounds. End of the day, the moral of the book is that we want children to take away the importance of kindness, friendship, inclusiveness, and compassion. And at the same time, the book also showcases uh, really cool and important sites in Mannheim so that the children are able to learn a lot more about the beauty of their city. And I suppose, you know, sparking the innovation behind this, what really gave you the idea um, to, to create this book? Sure. So our team, we're, we're made up of 16 uh, people, everyone from a diverse background, different country, nationality, culture, language, and all of us came to Germany for a common cause to pursue the MBA at Mannheim Business School. That also translated into a very experiences in Germany. Um, there is a really um, interesting fact about Germany that not many people know, but you know, every fifth person in Germany comes from an immigration background. And that number continues to rise, um, especially as, as your listeners may be aware of with the, uh, the one million refugees that came in 
couple of years ago as well. This was released by Stepfather. And, and you see a lot more diversity in Germany today that you would have seen maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago. However, that also translates into varied uh, experiences that every one of us has. Uh, for example, uh, one of our colleagues in the team had a bit of a negative experience in the city of Heidelberg, which is just nearby Mannheim, where they happened to be in contact with uh, the far-right wing party in Germany, the RFB, Alternate for Deutschland, who are known to have some extremist elements in them. And uh, you know, this colleague of ours felt very uncomfortable for the first time in his life. And you know, this is uh, this not you know a negative sort of uh, experience, which is not what uh, you would expect uh, you know coming to a, a, a new country in Western Europe. Uh, and and just like him, many of our other colleagues also experience um, some you know, not so friendly experiences in their own way. And that's part the idea for for a children's book because we we thought that you know there needs to be a tool to combat this. Right? So we our tool would be the children's book where we just want children to be children, to to love each other, to be friendly with each other, and to view each other with a lens of innocence and not prejudice. I I feel really strongly about the idea of something negative being turned into something really positive and I think that's a, a, a really positive story and a narrative to, to sort of come up with the idea for the book but I suppose from my perspective I'm quite interested to find out why you chose to talk to children as opposed to talk to adults why did you choose a children's book as the medium to share your message? Sure, so the idea of our, of our project was this quote that someone in our group mentioned really early on and it stuck with us through it. Uh, this is a famous quote by Nelson Mandela, which says, education is the most powerful tool which you can use to change the world. And our belief is that educating young children uh, about the need for inclusive, inclusivity, I think that is something that um, is really budding the problem uh, at, its, at its butt. So we're, we're trying to nip it at its butt and and this is what we felt like. I mean, because for children, we just want them to be children. We want them to, to love each other. Um, and end of the day, we, with, with adults, yes, it's, it's always hard to change perspectives because uh, everyone's pretty set in their ways. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not able to change my parents' perspective about many things. <laughs> and uh, I think likewise with many people. So, but the children, I think there is a seed of knowledge that we can plant in them and this could drop them into something else and into something beautiful in the future and this is the this is why we decided to go with a children's book um and the and now why and i think the question there's also a lot of questions we've been getting about why why a book right why why didn't you go digital like you know it's industry 4.0 digital transformation you, you show digital the idea behind having a physical printed book is that we've got some beautiful visuals inside there. Right? In -house, we have an in-house graphics team. The touch and the feel of the book is absolutely excellent. The, and it's starting to show that people retain more of what they read in print. Uh, and on top of that, there are fun elements in the book where at the end of the book, there is this interactive follow-up app. Uh, which, which is an A2, uh, A3 follow-up app, which shows you the city of Hanheim in a very uh, cartoonish way. Uh, and you can even draw the character on their spot. 
or when he goes to find his friends, and it's, it's really fun, the feedback that we've got um, on having this book, it's, it's amazing. And also, at the end of the day, the cycle of the project was definitely to encourage kids to, to read more, uh, and by giving them a book that's visually appealing, fun, and has some local relevance, given that the story is set in their hometown. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I've, I've read the book myself, and I have to say the design value and and the content does really lend itself to a physical product, and I think that that does make a really important difference to to how it will be perceived and, and how it will be received. If that makes sense. And um, staying with the point of of education, um, and perhaps taking it a little bit further along the line to to the MBA, how did the lessons of your MBA inform the creation of the book? You know, how did the the, the sort of content of your course, I suppose, empower you to be able to, to take this project forward? Sure. So I think the MBA played a pivotal role in the formation of this project. Um, the, the program management team were uh, not only encouraging, but also very supportive. And we, we actually took out a lot of lessons from our MBA classes. Uh, and end of the day, there were 16 of us. And it's hard to coordinate the 16 of us. So the class of strategic management allowed us to organize the management structure of the team where uh, we had a, we followed a horizontal management structure, uh, which ensured that everyone sort of led their respective area of expertise and objectives. Um, we had a course called Systematic Creativity Thinking in Business. And this gave us the, the design thinking uh, workshop that we conducted ourselves. So we could toy around with ideas, um, of the book, the story, uh, on how to market it. Our supply chain management uh, class, for example, helped us to uh, rethink uh, how to outsource this project, given that we had a very limited budget. Uh, so we had to outsource the publication of it, the printing of it, to get the cost down. Uh, marketing, my, marketing class helped us to spread the message. Um, and also helped us in preparing ourselves to present to children because it, it, it taught us the value of uh, who your target audience is and how to present it to them. Uh, accounting and corporate finance helped us in fundraising. So every class really has played its role in, in getting this book together. And um, just for your listeners out there, this book was created from scratch. So all of us uh, come from, from very backgrounds, um, professional backgrounds. Uh, none of us are, you know, children book authors or, or designers or photographers, but, you know, we, we had our own in-house designer, uh, someone who helped us out with the graphics, uh, and one person in our team was really good with that. Uh, we also had a, a really good network that we could leverage on, uh, which helped us to outsource the book. Uh, we had a marketing expert in the team, and she had really good knowledge on how to get this book out there and how to really talk about this book in, in the public domain. Uh, we had um, we had we had children book writers um, in, in our team, so we actually had um, some members of our team who were analysts before and who wrote credit analyst reports. And these people were able to leverage on that skill set and write a children's book. Uh, we also had some. Uh, members of our team who were from finance backgrounds, and this really helped in terms of, uh, of seeking specific avenues on how to raise money for this. We had photographers as well, um, you know, people pursue photography as a hobby, and these uh, people went around the city of Anaheim taking pictures, and these pictures are actually found in our book. Um, so yes, definitely, I think there was strong support all around from uh, the entire team, and of course from the school, and 
the lessons overall have really helped us to shape this book into what it is today. I mean, an, an amazing group effort. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, so we'll come to you next, Lillian. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career? Uh, sure. First of all, thank you, David, for having us in this podcast. I'm Lillian Niu. I am from Hong Kong, and I graduated from Manhattan Business School last year in 2019. Before the MBA, I worked in Japan for a music label, and now I relocated to Germany and am working in an e-commerce company. And speaking about where is Amir in particular, why do you think that it's been so important for today's society? Um, that is a really important question. Through uh, the story of Where is Amir, we wanted to send out the message of social inclusion, be friend and be kind to people around and help each other, irrespective of their races, ethnic origin, gender, etc. In today's society, where globalization, there is increase of mobility of people around the world. People are migrating to different countries and our society is becoming more diverse. It is important for the society to accept and integrate all different types of people and for us to live in a society which is um, cohesive and inclusive. But on the other hand, we see on news that discrimination on races, gender, religious, etc. are happening in the society. And me and my team members as foreigners also have faced some difficult times in being attached to the society. So bringing the awareness of diversity and unity to children through a story with places and background that they are familiar with can promote the inclusive behavior and also prepare them, uh, prepare them with an open mind to accept and value the difference of different people in the society. We believe it is the best to tackle the issue of discrimination by starting with educating the children at early age. And I mean, I, I completely agree with you in how important that this project is. And when I spoke to Sahil earlier, he talked to me about mm -hmm. some a bit of the background behind putting this project together and why it is so important as well. But I can't imagine that putting a project like this in place doesn't come without challenges. So could you maybe outline some of the biggest challenges that you've experienced when producing Where is Amir? <laughs> Actually, as you say, it, it is not easy. It comes with a lot of challenges. So uh, we are a group of 16 people uh, with very diverse background, and many of us do not speak German very well. The language barrier is quite an issue for us as we have to negotiate with the stakeholders in German, present our ideas to the kindergarten teachers in German, and, and of course, telling the story to the children in German. <laughs> and also coordinating our schedules, doing the busy MBA study to do a social project is not that easy. And we had limited budgets for designing and printing the book, which at the end, we need to get help from our friends in India to keep everything in budget. But after all, I would say, the biggest challenge is to negotiate uh, with the authority to bring this project into the kindergarten in Mannheim. We really would like to distribute the book to kindergartens in Mannheim so the teachers can share the story with the children. But it wasn't as simple as we thought. Our team has been in contact and also visited a number of kindergartens in Mannheim, but all got rejected. 
and there is a lot of bureaucracy that we have to deal with. Uh, the literature has to be approved by the education ministry in order for it to be part of the curriculum. But at the end, uh, with the help of Manhattan Business School and also our professor, we managed to distribute the book to one of the kindergarten in Manhattan and also did a reading session with the kids together, and they all loved it. I mean, I think it's it's just such a beautiful story, and it's so encouraging that it's now going from strength to strength. And on that note, you obviously won the Impact on Community and Society Award at the Amber BGA Awards earlier this year. How has that really helped you progress the project further? Did it act as a sort of launch pad to, to take it to the next level? Yes, it surely does. Uh, we are very honoured to receive the award, and it was a big surprise for us. And winning the award, it definitely gave us more confidence that our project can make an impact on the society, and we are working in the right direction. It is not only a recognition of our effort, but also an acknowledgement of an issue in our society that needs to be dealt with. And this encourages us to continue pushing the project further. We might not be able to provide a complete solution to the issue, but we're certain that we are bringing more awareness and contributing to addressing the problem. And in addition, winning the award brings the project attention from outside of Mannheim. We had the ceremonies in London, and this would help us in extending the project to different cities and countries which is a step that we have planned since the beginning of the project, and we're now working on it. I mean, I think something that I've, I've really got from, from getting to know you guys over the past few months is that, you know, while the project is a diversity initiative and it's, it's making a difference in, in schools, it's the creators all come from diverse backgrounds and you're really living what you do as well. But I think that, you know, you're all together in Mannheim, completing the MBA together, working on the project, but... After the MBA finished, you're obviously moving on to, to other projects and different paths. How are you managing to stay collaborative and focused on the project, whereas, I mean, going forward? Yes, our team actually now scattered in different cities in Germany, and one of our teammates have moved back to his home country. But thanks to the digital tools like Google Hangouts, that really bring us together in one place, even we are all physically living and working apart. We also have a WhatsApp group, and we continuously communicating our ideas and progress of the project. Although everyone has a very busy schedule with their work, their private life, but it is our belief in the project that get us all together, and that is why we craft our time to work on this project. We are all very excited to see how it evolves and where it brings us. We believe that the project can bring an impact to the society, and each of the members is also bringing in their professional expertise, leveraging the extent network that we have created after the MBA, such as connecting to big companies in Mannheim area, which could help us in funding and to promote the project to a wider audience and now moving the project forward. So, Shristi, if we come to you next, um, could, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career to date? Well, thank you, David. Thank you so very much. Um, so, guys, I'm Shristi Gupta. Uh, I currently live in Frankfurt, Germany. I've been returning the Mannheim MBA program in uh, September 2018. Uh, I worked in project management and strategy consulting uh, in Ernst & Young in India. 
Uh, and like Sagar mentioned, uh, the project uh, where is Amir, uh, it was conceptualized during our MBA program for one of our modules, uh, the social sustainability module. Uh, when we realized that the project and the story has a real high potential and it's creating lasting impact on its readers, uh, sending out the message of friendship, uh, inclusion, compassion, and so on. Uh, and therefore, even today, post our MBA, the team and I continue to focus our efforts to scale this project across the field avenue. And, I mean, having spoken to Sahil and, and Lillian, they've already talked to me a little bit about the background of the project and how it's sort of been rolled out. But it would be really interesting from my perspective if you could share with me what the impact of Weristamir has been so far. Yeah, um, I'd love to talk about that, actually. Um, primarily, I would like to tell you about how the storybook itself has created impact. Um, so, like you heard before, uh, the book is directly aimed at children aged uh, four to six. And then, of course, indirectly to the families and to the teachers and to anybody who would actually read the book aloud to them. So, um, that was definitely uh, our aim from the very beginning. We were very sure about our target audiences, uh, both the children and then the families uh, and the adults. And then the challenge for us was to effectively drive our message through them and then to be able to create that impact. Uh, when we did launch our uh, storybook with an interactive uh, book reading session at one of the kindergartens in Manhattan City, uh, we knew that we had become a part of a discourse and in such a way that we had really touched the lives of our readers. Um, let me tell you something very interesting, actually. Uh, during the reading session, uh, not only did the kids love the storybook, they were totally immersed in the adventures, they loved the characters, um, about making new friends, uh, looking for Amir in the city of Manhattan, which they were very well, uh, they know the places. Um, they could actually get completely immersed in what was happening, why we were reading the story and playing games with them. The kids actually also started sharing stories about their friends and friends who came from different backgrounds uh, and who had similar um, stories. And these kids had adventures with these friends and they were having fun together and how at one point in time they went to an next place and this happened and that happened. And there was innocence and simplicity and compassion and love for one another without knowing which friend comes from what background. And, and those stories really told us that we had driven the message through. Our message of social inclusion, of compassion and friendship and of love. That we have really come home and we have made an impact. Uh, and having said that, you know, even for us as a team, uh, we were contemplating on how to put this idea forward. Um, we wanted to put a storybook together. We really spoke to ourselves and said we want the storybook because that's even our childhood. We were driven back home to our childhood with our friends who also came from different backgrounds in our respective towns. And that's something that we wanted to recreate. Um, with some fun facts for you guys, you know, the, the characters in the story pretty much are people who we would know. And also the names of the characters in the story are people we know. So we glued the characters, the story, the book, the sketches, everything from scratch. Uh, and that kind of also impacted us because it was a reflection of our life. The 16 of us together, our stories, our childhood. Uh, our experiences uh, and what we feel and how we want to take that further. 
And personally, we are also driven and impacted by the power of our message and the story. We are so determined at the moment uh, to take this forward to all of you uh, and to our audiences. Uh, we'd love to talk about uh, this more to you. I mean, it's it's such an encouraging story and, 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 and inspiring in many ways. It's it's easy to feel very emotional about some of the things you've done. I'm going to ask you a horrible question now because I know there's been so many, <laughs> I know there's been so many achievements with, with this project. But what would you say is the biggest achievement that, that, that you would note during the process of, of writing and creating Where is Amir? Oh, yes, and that's fine. Mm. Um, well, one would say that winning awards are real achievements because that tells you that you've been recognized. And we all would wholeheartedly agree. Um, we were really honored to have won the prestigious award of um, Impact on Community and Society at the Ambal BG Excellence Awards this year, early in February. Um, that was definitely something that gave us a recognition at a global level. Uh, and hence, one of our biggest achievements. Having said that, um, just the positive feedback that we've received, the constant support and the encouragement from everyone who's heard our story, our readers, the school, you guys uh, at Amdan BTA, any any patrons that we've met so far, everyone supported us, and that's a step forward, uh, taking our achievements forward in its own right. Um, since the launch of our project, per se, um, you know, everyone has been asking for more and more copies of the book, either for themselves, for their children, neighbors, gift, gift it forward. And they want a copy of the book. And uh, it's really disheartening for me to say that we've run out of copies and we really do not have more copies to give to people around. So we're working towards fundraising and we're working towards and obviously as we've discussed previously you you took part in the project while you were working in your MBA at Mountheim Business School how did the business school ex- itself work with you to support you during the project yes so the project um, is a part of actually a module social sustainability module at the business school at the MBA program um, so the school offers support at various stages, uh, definitely to begin with, it has a dedicated team uh, that supported us to kickstart the project all the way to the official closure uh, during the program, uh, and even to financially support us to roll out any kind of potentials, for example, for us, it was the cost of printing the books, the school supported us with 500 euros. Um, and we were to stick into this budget and deliver everything that we could. Uh, another interesting point, uh, Lily mentioned earlier that uh, the team was facing some challenges um, for us, it was um, to obtain requisite permissions so that we could organize this book reading session and to launch our book, per se, uh, officially into the city. Uh, and this challenge was kind of difficult also because we, we didn't know German language so well at that time. Um, so, um, our program director, um, Dr. Nina Landauer, she believed in us and also our project so very much. Uh, she really went out of her way. She was able to pull some strings, uh, get in touch with her contacts, and she supported us in connecting with the kindergarten so we could proceed with our plans also on time. Um, and that was not something a part of her agenda, but she did it because she really believed in us. Um, so, that really speaks for how the school has been wanting to support us. 
even now the marketing team at the school uh, supported us to send out the nominations for the amba excellence award and uh, when we did proudly bring back the award home to germany to mannheim and believe that the efforts that they had put in with us uh, did not go for me and i think you know on that note you know obviously you guys graduated in, in 2019 and we feel it's really important that that the graduates maintain that relationship with their business schools after they graduate are you still working with the business school to continue to to support each other i suppose with the project um yes my uh, definite answer would be yes uh, there has been continuous support for the school uh, even after we officially finished all our commitments with the mba program and with the project Um, most importantly, our president, Professor Dr. Ray Sisterman, he's super excited about this project, and he plans to expand this book into the Mannheim region and the Rhineland region in Germany. Uh, especially because this book also is set in the backdrop of this historic city. Um, like Sahil mentioned, the pictures uh, in the book are of actual places in Mannheim and so on. Uh, and this. An ongoing discussion at the moment uh, about a cooperation with the city of Mannheim regarding this. Um, unfortunately, given the current situation with the coronavirus, um, uh, the city of Mannheim has uh, put this on a pause. Uh, they definitely have uh, other concerns, ensuring safety, uh, definitely the health of its staff, uh, the citizens, children at school, and so on. And this project um, at the moment is on a back seat. But um, together with the school, we hope to revisit this partnership after the summer, uh, hoping that most of the tears kind of will have subsided by then. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It it is difficult times we're living in, and you know things are on a little bit of a pause at the moment. But I think you know it's more exciting to to look forward and think about the next steps for the project. Now, there were sixteen of you who worked together in this project, you know, over you know an extended amount of time. What are the next steps for you as a group in in taking this project forward? What what's next for the project? Mm, yes, um, so most of us are uh, still in Germany, uh, or in different cities. We do collaborate online, like already uh, we spoke about this. Um, we want to take this uh, project forward, and we planned a step by step, three pronged approach. If I would rather explain it more clearly. Um, we want to take this project forward, uh, especially we're talking to um, uh, the city of Mannheim and a potential collaboration with them. In parallel, some of our colleagues work with uh, some of the companies in this Rhineland region and in Mannheim region. So we are seeking out for a collaboration uh, at a corporate sponsorship level from these companies and hoping to take that. Hoping that after the pandemic um, subsides and you know companies have more agenda to look forward to, this will kickstart again. Uh, all of these discussions will kickstart again. Uh, as a second avenue, I would say we're exploring something new. Um, we would love to see how uh, we could digitize the story uh, and expand the reach of our message through different social media channels and through different platforms. Um, for starters, we have an Instagram page and a LinkedIn page. It's titled Project There Is Amir, and this is where we would like to reach out to all interested audiences, uh, such as you guys who are listening to this podcast right now, and everybody who you believe would be interested in our message and the topic uh, that we would want to drive. So please go check us out, and definitely please give us your like and do share our efforts with yourselves, your community, your loved ones, and so on.
So the more we're able to reach people, the more awareness we're able to drive, we'll probably be able to scale this even faster. We're working on setting up a Patreon account, uh, and so with this we can probably raise funds for the project and work more on driving the existing story forward so that uh, you guys can also order a copy of the book for yourselves, which can be then shipped to you. But also, the more funds we raise and the more partnerships we uh, obtain, we're looking for a third avenue, which is the most interesting for all of us, because then we're not really restricting ourselves to Mannheim and Germany, but we're taking this story even further across countries, across uh, the boundaries of, of the nation. We would love to take our message of social inclusion, kindness, friendship, and love, um, and everything that Project There is Ahmed stands for, uh, to different cities and regions of the world. Um, we would love to take this project to Paris, to London, to New York, to New Delhi, uh, and different countries around the world where um, this is reality. Immigration is reality. Social inclusion needs to be reality, and love and compassion needs to be reality. Uh, and we are open to uh, seeking all kinds of partnership uh, with anyone who would uh, love to create new and relevant storylines with us, characters uh, and books for these cities. Sahil, Lillian and Tristy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. It was a really insightful and inspiring story and I can't wait to find out what the next steps for the project are going to be. With that in mind, if anyone listening is interested to find out more or to perhaps have a conversation with the team about Vowistamir and support them in building this international movement of inclusivity, drop us a line at podcast at associationofmbas.com and we'll be happy to pass the message on. <laughs>